A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, and welcome to uh, this week's episode of TED Talks. I am joined by the beautiful Gwen who Hi. is my uh, bestie. Um, we've been friends now for how long? Like, uh, 2006, seven? Oh my God, that's seven. like 10 years. Yeah, because I graduated in 05. It's probably about I always feel like it's been like a four-year friendship. Okay, yeah. so like nearly 10 years. So a pretty long time. Yeah, it must be 10 years this year. Yeah, and we started off working at together uh, many moons ago. Um, and have just basically uh, not got rid of each other since. <laughs> so <Still going strong. laughs> we are indeed. So today we're going to be talking about what it's like to be friends with a mum. So this is one of the first episodes in the Mum Becomes Her series. Um, it's something that I feel really passionately about because I really do feel as though all of my fucking friends are mums except for me. Um, oddly, I am the one of their friends with zero desire to be a mum. So I'm always like the sidekick. Um, just to demonstrate that point, I'm sat at Gwen's kitchen table. Uh, she has some kind of teat apparatus on in preparation for baby number two. And yep. I'm sat with a beaker of rosé. <laughs> Sympathetic <laughs> friend. <laughs> Strong game going on here. Oh my God. Um, so. Nipple device. I'm very intrigued by this, but yeah, we'll discuss that. Unfortunately for me, I naturally have big nipples so this would not be an issue for me if it came to breastfeeding yeah i don't so i have to suck them out in order to help the baby to latch on i mean living the dream what kind of conversation does that even come up in <laughs> like some people i tell they're like oh and they get really embarrassed they don't want to hear about the rest of it whereas i know someone like you would be like oh, you need to tell me more <laughs> well i was i'm intrigued scarily <clears throat> With the nipple device that you have on, your nips are actually just the same size as mine normally. Don't know what that says about my oh large God, really? teeth. Yeah. Like Rachel Green ones and Friends. Yes. I feel like I have a very protruding nip. And we actually have the same sports bra on today. Yes, it is, yeah. Gap. Yeah. I feel yeah. like they're really good just um, in case you have strong nipple game like I do naturally. <laughs> the Gap sports scrub bra is very, very good for uh, smushing that down so you don't Yeah, there's get... a pad that you can take in and out as well. I have to take mine out because yeah. I hate it when they fold. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Same as bikinis. <laughs> you feel the pain. <laughs> so, um, baby number two is on its way. Yep. Um, well, uh, 17 more weeks Which to, to the rest of us human beings is like... Well, 40 weeks? weeks is full term. Okay. Um, but I'm having the baby at 39 weeks. Because this so, time it's a C-section. Yeah. Which I think you're very excited about. Well, excited is probably strong use of the word there. Well, I didn't have a very good experience with the natural vaginal birth. So vaginal birth. I'm, I'm loving your description. Throwing money at the situation and having it cut out. <laughs> 
<laughs> if in doubt, pay someone to fix it. Get the credit card out. <laughs> These are basically real words that Gwen lives by, by the way. If in doubt, get the credit card out. So yeah, everything. It really, I mean, in this instance, I'm very excited because I can be prepared for it. Yeah. I feel more in control because I don't know the exact date the baby's coming, almost like down to the hour. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes when you have a natural birth, there's complications, but with this, it's just, there's, you, well, there's, obviously, it's just still going under the knife, so that, that complication. But apart from that, if it goes smoothly, it's out really quickly, stitched up, bish, bash, bosh. I'd say you, you definitely seem like you're well in control as well. I mean, not yeah. that you weren't in control last time, but it's, I no. guess I'd say it was more the bliss of not knowing what to expect. Yes, yeah, so I was blissfully unaware. But I, now I can't feel the shits and giggles and the highs and lows, but I feel like I can deal with it better because I know, I know how bad it can get, and so I know what I can do to change it. I mean, I definitely feel way more in control this time around. Like, it was, it was a lot to deal with the first time around. Oh, because that just hit me out of nowhere. Yeah. And I feel like I lost my bestie. That year of not drinking was rough, man. It was rough. Yeah, and I think that actually, because I was thinking about the impact it has on me. I probably forgot, wouldn't forget completely, but was to, didn't pay enough attention to how, how, how much it impacts my friends that don't have kids. Because essentially, you are losing a friend for a little bit. I feel like I did. Yeah. Lucky for us. Pants for you too. I think, and I think that's quite a selfish viewpoint that I have when one of my really close friends gets pregnant. Um, but because they all seem to be doing it, I've now gotten used to it. And yeah. I have, like, different ways of coping with it. And I think with us it's slightly different because, like, nothing would change fundamentally. But it's just so hard when, obviously, you're so used to be like, should we just go and grab a quick drink after work? Like, we can't oh, no, do that I anymore. Yeah. Um, and obviously now you live in yummy mummy town, which is bloody miles away from me. It's so it's end of London. <laughs> beautiful as it is though, absolutely yeah. beautiful. Um, I just feel like we're entering like another stage of our lives. Yeah, another chapter. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who's about 10 years older than us. So she's in her like early forties and she found it so weird that all my friends are prego or with sprog. Why? Because she thinks it's really young. Well, I suppose in today's society, I suppose I did have, I had been quite early actually. But I feel so, like you're not, not. It's not ridiculously early. No, no. not at all. Okay. But um, I'm excited to have number two because I feel like it's going to be like a unit. And also, I'm done then. Like you'll yeah. know that that is it. Because after the first one, you're kind of thinking, maybe you're thinking, <laughs> well, she's going to have another one at some point. But I'm done now. Yeah. So, so I need to cheers to that. Doing it very closely together. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go through it again. And plus, I feel like, I mean, so last year, me and Gwen went on, I think, quite literally the best holiday I've ever been on in my whole entire life. Oh my God, yeah. It's basically like, Gwen is the husband I never had. (laughs) And I basically have got myself through this pregnancy by letting myself know that once baby number two gets to what Benji's age is now, so like two, two and a half, we have got the time of our lives to look forward to again. Yeah, I'm definitely going back there. And it'll be, yeah. it'll be easier as well. I think when you have your second child, like they've got each other to play with. Yeah, definitely. This is good. I need to have something to look forward to as well, because that was just, that kept me going. And then it kept me going for a while after as well. So we need something. Something like that to look forward to. Because yeah, it was absolute paradise. So when you were um, with baby number one and sort of those couple of years, I'd say at first we weren't, that first year... 
I wouldn't say our friendship drifted, but we were just in different stages of our yeah. lives. So, like, looking back, which is something that I am really conscious of this time around, it must have been really hard. Like, who did you have to talk to about it? Because I didn't want to fucking hear about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that was a tricky thing. I was the first of all my friends to have a kid, so I couldn't even talk to my existing friends about how pants it was. Because although they'd listen, they, at the same time, they don't really want to know, and they don't, they're never going to understand. So I had to talk to um, my new mum friends, and then... How's that working out for you, Gwen? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, everyone was really nice. Everyone's nice, there's no bitches or anything, but there's just, like, you get, like, Mother Earth-type mums, which I don't get along with. Oh, you they're know, not My body is a temple type. No, my body is a temple, and yeah. it's like a vineyard. It's just not going to happen. And then you get the, but I need, I'm, so I was dying to meet someone that was just, would be happy just to have like a baby in one arm and then a bottle of wine in the other. Like that's what I needed. But eventually I found those types of mums, but until I did, I really struggled, yeah. Like whenever I watch you know, Catastrophe, I always think of you, because yeah. I always think, I really, I really want Gwen to meet her. Like that, that, was, that yeah. is, that is Gwen's spirit animal. If I could meet, yeah, exactly. Like, I've met people close, but no one as funny as her. She's so fucking funny. brilliant. She's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, and so, yeah, it was hard, but I've eventually found um, three or four gems amongst the disasters that are around here. Also, today on the way over here, um, I was thinking that there could come a point in our lives where this very exciting thruple, um, where I actually end up having to come on your family holidays because I will be single and alone, God. and uh, free childcare, <laughs> that I will just be hanging out with these kids quite a lot. So uh, get excited, Teb. You could actually benefit from all of this, couldn't you? Some free holidays and we'll just hide you. <laughs> 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 that, that's that's a really bloody good idea. Let's bring Teb along. <laughs> She'll watch the kids. Yeah. But they just need to be, like, old <laughs> enough to be able to not drown and yes. sort of feed themselves. That's my limit. Yes. Like, when they're still pooping and needing to be fed, I want nothing to so do with it. you don't have her. to do anything, basically. You just have to... <laughs> yeah. Entertain them. Keep them alive. Yeah. 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 A couple of glasses of Chardonnay. I'll be happy as Larry. That's the fun bit. This whole baby shenanigan things not me uh, when I pictured having children I pictured having sort of young teenagers really and you're, you're a, little, a little bit younger than that and you're teaching them you're actually nurturing you're teaching them about stuff but the whole kind of parasite stage where they're just feeding, off of, <laughs> feeding off of you and like crying and pooing and all that it's just ugh. so that's really interesting because I am most terrified of like tweens and teenagers I feel like yeah. I really enjoy the like been like five-year-olds they're cute because yeah from about that age it's it's okay this is your second baby you're pregnant with now yep describe to me what it feels like to be pregnant like physically feels like for me it just for me it just feels like i have about i'm carrying a bag of rocks <laughs> in front of my body and then i don't actually don't like the idea of but I dislike it. It's just a bit of a weird feeling that it's growing inside of me. Did you see that um, Facebook clip the other day of a woman? She, I mean, she must be ready to pop. And there's a baby moving inside her, and it literally looks like something from Alien. Oh! Like, you God. can see his head, yeah, his legs. Happen. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that does happen. Like, I can just see, like, a limb go move across. It's terrifying. Yeah. But obviously that's the beauty of having an actual human being. 
inside you. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes it's quite sweet if it's not if you if you're having like a, you're not quite so tired and you do feel kind of like you're bonding with the baby. But I think because my pregnancies are so horrendous, and I'm always so nauseous and really tired and. I'm not like an earth mum. I still, I'm, I'm like, miss alcohol. And for me, it's just a means to an end. Like, I just want to get it over and done with. So I don't try, try, I don't even try and enjoy it. Because I just, I literally can't see what's enjoyable about it. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't been left in loads of stretch marks or anything. So I, luckily I haven't had that. Um, and I've not had any complicated pregnancies in terms of like medical, apart from the nausea. But it's just, it's uncomfortable. Um... So it's tiring, you have to have maternity clothes, you can't wear your normal clothes, you can't drink. See, boobs get bigger, they get sore, and then towards the end they start leaking, so you have to wear nursing bras with like sanitary pad things stuck in them. And, um, but the baby must make it all worthwhile, surely. Yeah, it is nice in the end, it is worth it. We're not like straight away, I didn't think, oh, everything's completely worth it, it's not, because you've still got a battle. (laughs) Still back away like a few weeks after as well, so you probably don't get to actually start to feel normal again until about four weeks after. Oh really? Nine months of pregnancy and then about four weeks and then. Why was it? What happens in those four weeks? Well, everything hurts. Or like down below the bad situation. Yeah, bad situation, and. And does that just shrink back on its own? Like how? Yeah. So you have like dissolvable stitches. Although sometimes some people have stitches that are taking oh, out. Oh, because they've got to sew you Yeah, so you so you either tear or you get cut open, oh. and then they sew you up. And then um, I lost loads of blood, so I had to have a blood double transfusion. Sometimes the stitches get infected. F M L. Yeah, and then I, and then the milk comes through, and I woke up and I had like double F boots. Stop it. Overnight. I do remember your tits being fucking massive. They were massive. And they start for a long leak. time. It's like uncontrollable. So it started leaking. The milk's milk got nowhere to go. So it just comes out spontaneously. And if you, if a baby starts crying, it's not your baby. They'll start. <laughs> they'll start coming <laughs> Yeah. It's awful. It's really remarkable though, I think, how the female body is just designed to, yeah. you, to and procreate. And you bounce back really quickly, a lot quicker than you think. At first it's horrendous. It's like a car crash down there. But then... <laughs> Very quickly, you get back. And did you have, like, wait a long time before you had sex again? Yeah, probably... Hmm. Four months? Quite long. Oh, and even so then, long. it was, like, the Bloody first hell, time. it's been more than four months since I've had sex. <laughs> Maybe it was a bit longer. I can't remember. I felt like a virgin again. I was ter- <laughs> terrified. I was really? Terrified. I was like, be careful. Don't go too hard. And then, and then it doesn't hurt, but it's... Yeah, it's like a conversion. It's weird. It's a horrible feeling. And what was it like for your husband? Because I imagine, like, I mean, I'm your friend and I don't try and have sex with you, but when, obviously, all you want to do is have sex with somebody and you can't because you're well, trying to be that, respectful. I don't think he was really that particularly turned on by me anyway. Because <laughs> the time I had, <laughs> I had, like, leaking boobs. And, Hi, leaking, honey. Yeah, exactly. Or a leaking fanny. <laughs> And it's also like he probably, I, I didn't feel attractive either. Oh my god! I'd given my body Where to the baby. Can you <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'd given my body to my child at that point. It's the last thing I wanted to do. I had a child attached to me the whole day, all over my boobs. The last thing I wanted is like a man, a man. as well. Yeah. Like I just want my body back. There's too many people trying to touch my boobs, touch my body. Like just, I just want to be left. When the baby's finally asleep, the last thing I want to do is have sex. And it's not just me. Like loads of mums feel that way. You don't even think about it, do you? No. 
it must be it must be really hard to turn to turn your turn yourself on and off like that like yeah. switching modes yeah because ultimately your body is your body and i think even god that's so anti-feminist for me but even i would forget that like i just think well of course you need to have sex with your husband like <laughs> yeah. put your baby away but it's one. yeah of course like it's when do you get your body for yourself or just that's, like, well, that's why i didn't like breastfeeding like i can see the benefits for, for it definitely of course but that's one of the reasons why i didn't like it is because i just wanted my body back like i'd given it up for nine months pregnant then you've got to breastfeed i was just like for the love of god like, <laughs> i need to, <laughs> i just need this to be for me for me only is that why you've really got into your fitness after your first baby because yeah. I'm pretty sure that you had never been in a gym when no. I first met you. I've never had. If I had, it was just like walking on the treadmill. Yeah. I, wasn't doing I mean, to be fair, you were always a runner. Yeah. I remember you always running. No, I did it for many reasons. One was to get out of the house so that I had that construction and point to the day. Um, and it, yeah, it's good for the was it, serotonin levels, the exercise. Um, but also just because, yeah, I wanted to kind of get my figure back to how it, close, closer to how it was. And do you find, um, I guess, like getting into a new routine, like, because obviously, like, we're all at work and stuff, and so our hours are talking to you. Like, I know, mm. I remember when you first had your baby, like, we didn't really talk on the phone that much anymore, because no. just the timings just weren't working out for us. And despite the fact. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're the one with kids. I go to bed at nine o'clock every night. So <laughs> do not disturb. I turn my phone into sleep mode at nine thirty every day. My my. Why are you trying to text me now? But I think that's because... I think because I go to bed later because I don't have any me time during the day. It's yeah. always me and the baby. And so when it gets to like 9 o'clock, I need a couple of hours of me yeah, time. Yeah, like you're ready to decompress. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, uh-uh. Whereas you've had that me time all day. Yeah. So you're like ready to go to bed early. Yeah, totally. So that's probably what it is. Like I need those golden two hours of peace in the evening when he's in bed. I bet you're... I just never have any time on my own. So looking forward to when they're like big and you can really enjoy them. And yeah. Yeah. When, they're, when, when the youngest one's four and the eldest is seven, that's when it'll probably, or three, three and six, that's when it'll start to feel everything's under control. If you had to do back. it all over again, would you, would you? No, this is it, I'm done. I can't do it anymore, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Pregnancies are awful, I miss alcohol too much, I miss 
time of their life. Because I don't have, I'm, everything's under control now. And I do, because my first goes to nursery twice a week, so I do have time, but it's just, this is not enough. I didn't go to university to change nappies and talk about them, and I knew this is not fulfilling enough. No way. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that has always turned me off, making that decision to want to go and have kids. Mm. I want to interrupt my life. Mm. I mean, I definitely say I'm one of those women that's particularly ambitious and definitely career over anything else yeah. so I feel like I need to have a really good um, sort of reason to want to interrupt that and I want more women to be more honest about their experiences so that I can make a more educated decision. Well that's why I think it might it, it would might possibly be harder for someone like you because you I think you are more career driven than I am anyway than I ever was I don't I wasn't I never really had a I had to start with a career, maybe, really early days before I decided to have my first, but but, but it wasn't really much of a career. So I wasn't, like, leaving this really amazing, high-flying, well-paid job. That's when it's harder. Yeah, like, so now I feel like if I get off board. this train... Yeah, that's how that's I... a lot harder. And, I, and I'm, I feel like, for the first time in my life, I've been broody, which is a start, because, I mean, there was nothing <laughs> there before. Um, there's, like, a pulse in those ovaries now. And... <laughs> I there's no man in my life at the moment so I can't envisage that but I also am not completely you know blindsided to think that I would turn a blind eye to that and completely ignore that that's a possibility because I think anything can happen yeah but I am always seeking out the truth in what it's actually like and I think a lot of women our age sort of paint a picture and I don't know if it's because of Instagram or fucking Facebook, which I actually had to come off for six months because I was yes. fed up of seeing people's ugly babies. No one wants to see your child's smooth. And their fake lies that make it look like it's all amazing. Exactly. Mm. When the reality is, like, it's fucking hard. And I've never had to do. I mean, I, I think that's why I, I, I'm really excited to share this with everyone because you're really honest about that. Like, this is the hardest thing you've ever had to do. And don't get me wrong. It's not going to be the hardest thing that everybody will experience. That's not going to be everybody's experience yeah. of pregnancy. Yeah. But I want to know that it's not all, like, joy and blissful sunshines. And as soon as you hold that baby in their arms, everything, like, melts away. No, that's that a fucking lies. <laughs> that, 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 that never happened. That, I never... It wasn't immediate. I never looked and thought, oh, you just... Everything, you just completely... I just... I, my... So it's like my children do come first, but I also want to put myself first too. And I have to, I accepted the fact that temporarily I, they had, I had to come second. But as soon as I got that opportunity to come first again, I took it. Because I just can't, it's, it's not enough. And it's very, very rewarding being a mother. And I really, really enjoy it. But it's not enough. I'm too, I'm, I have too much going for myself. Too, life's too interesting. I'm too young to just, this is it. But I feel like we need to make it as women, and particularly this is real onus on myself, like yeah. I need to make it easier for young mums. I need to make it easier for people like you. Um, and that's not just our dynamic as friends. I mean, like at work, like when someone goes off on maternity leave, I'm like, yes, I'm getting promoted. <laughs> He's not coming back. <laughs> because I know I'm going to go into that job and I'm going to fucking kill it. Yeah. Um, they're not going to want to take her back yeah. because she's going to be running in and out with her picking up for violin lessons childcare this and i will go above and beyond to make sure that i become the most important party there yeah you can benefit from it definitely and that's so unsisterly 
and I recognise that in myself. But I think I, I think a lot of, you know, non childless women, or that's the wrong way to say it. A lot of women who have chosen career over anything else will recognise that in themselves. Yeah. Um, and I feel like as women we should be doing more to support each other. Like I, am putting this out here for everyone to listen to. Um, not just because it's a great summer's day. Um, so that's one thing I, I, as a friend of lots of young mums, one thing I'm really strong on and I think I really hold my ground with, but I used to feel really guilty about is drinking in front of my pregnant friends. Um, because, I mean, you're fine with it, but yeah. I used to feel as though my friends would make me feel guilty if I went out for dinner with them or like today. It's my day off, so I want to start drinking at 12 o'clock. I know, I know that now, but when I was younger, I used to really struggle with it, and I used to feel like I'd have my one glass of prosecco at dinner and be done. Whereas now I think that was your fucking choice. Sorry, (laughs) exactly. No, (laughs) wine for one. I think what I love most about the fact that you have children is that they are American. Yeah, we haven't really discussed this. Yeah, they are. They're. I thought about that. Have they got American passports? No, they don't get a green. Oh, well, I don't think they get a green card. I don't really know. I haven't really thought about it. I don't need. I don't need. Just trying to keep them as British as possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually easier to have a British passport in America anyway because you can get into more countries. Yeah, and true. Flip sides too. Plus, with the whole Trump thing now, I don't know how how much that really works in your favour. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If it's the other way around, then yeah, I'd get a British passport, but he doesn't need an American one. It doesn't give him any, doesn't gain Benefits. any extra access no, to other countries. But um, yeah, going back to the, the whole women having kids thing, I had this conversation with my husband the other day, and he was, he, he really, it kind of really annoyed me because he said, I, I get that some women, you know, don't want to have kids. But he basically, what he was saying at the end of the day was that women owe it to population of the world to have children we should be reproducing wow like that's what that's what we're, like it's our he doesn't mean that he doesn't, he doesn't say that that's our main purpose no but we we, we but are we the ones be. with the parts to procreate yeah, we're the only one that could do it so we're owing it to people to do it to do it we don't we're selfish it's basically yeah no i i mean to a certain extent i think i agree with him because i feel selfish it's quite a brave thing to say it is a brave thing to say, but I don't think it's wrong. It's not right, and it's pro- no, it's probably not fair. That's the best yeah. way to say it. It's not fair that that's what it feels like, but I do feel pretty selfish in that I, you know, for me, I've always thought if I want to have kids, what I want to leave behind is, you know, a really successful business or do some really incredible charitable work that can continue to perpetuate years, yeah. hopefully decades after I'm gone. Like, yeah. I'm very much connected. Like, the, the projects I work on are my babies. So that's what I've always wanted. And the, the relationships I've had with, well, my long-term relationship with my partner and the relationship I would seek to have if I ever met another guy who would actually want, want to marry me. <laughs> One day, girls. One day. Um, you know, that's that's what I'd be proud to leave behind. I've never really felt like I wanted to fulfill myself by having children. I feel like women define themselves by being a mother. And oh God, I know. And I, and I think it's, and that is absolutely no discredit to what is, I think one of the hardest jobs in the world. 
um, which is one of the reasons why I don't want to do it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, 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 I wouldn't define myself as a mother. Everything else comes... People if I have to describe myself, it's... I'll say I'm a mum, but it's not like my main purpose in life. Firstly, I think it's a bit of a waste. I have a friend, an NCT friend, who she's got, she's just had a second child and she's given up her job and she's done a really good job and she's like, I'm done, I'm never going to go back to work even when the kids are old enough. She's but why, done. why? Was that Only because like she's 32. But is that because she's like married to a really rich guy? Well, yeah, or? financially she doesn't need to, but also because she feels, she's very traditional, she feels that the mum should be at home, even when the kids are teenagers and they don't need to have a mum at home. See, that's why I have a problem with it. Because that's, I think that's a waste. I do too. Absolute waste of brains, intelligence, of just like life in a way. Like, but I completely support you wanting to stay at home if you can afford it, because don't get me wrong, I'd fucking love a break, you know? Yeah. And... I can say that without children. So the reality of me saying that is, when you're a mum and you stay at home, there's no fucking break, because... Not when they're young, but when they're teenagers, it's odd to me that you'd want to not go back to work. But, you know, that's how some people are. Then equally, I find it a little bit... Probably selfish is the wrong word, but my elder sister is 38. They're never going to have kids. They've chosen not to. They prefer to go snowboarding and skiing and hiking and stuff over children. And I said to her... You might look back in 20 years' time and just think, that's it, there's nothing after me. What, 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 have, I, what have I left behind? Because she, I mean, she has a career, but there's nothing like leaving left behind in terms of physical. And um, so you might regret that. And she's like, yeah, I know, that's the risk I'm worth running to take. Yeah. I'm prepared to, to uh, take. And um, I think that's a bit sad. Do you? Because I completely yeah. respect that. I completely respect her for. Being aware of the fact that she's not necessarily going to be leaving behind some huge legacy, she if she does change her mind at 45 years old and decides she wants to have kids, it, she may not be able to. Yeah. But she's made that decision consciously and even better with her partner. Yeah. And that's the decision they've chosen to make. I really respect Yeah, I mean, that. I don't judge her for it. Totally. No, there's no judgment. She has so but... much more freedom and everything. But I do worry that someone, her or someone like her, is going to look back and 40, yeah, when she's still 45 and can't have children, just think, oh, maybe I should have done. But do, I always feel like with, so more so with children than any other sort of decisions that you look back in your life on, why do we have this connection or this, it's almost like a traditional desire that we, or traditional belief that we feel like we have to procreate to leave something behind why do we have that in society because even you are like a you've got your shit together gwen like you're done you could turn around tomorrow and say i'm done this yeah. is all like, like i've got my beautiful house i've got one another baby on the way gorgeous husband who absolutely adores you and is actually gorgeous too like you've got the whole package yeah and you could turn around tomorrow and be like i'm done but you make a conscious decision to want to put out more in the world and do more. But I would say, like, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty privileged human beings to be in that position. Yep. She may not be in such a privileged position, or there may be other women who are not in such a privileged position. So when it comes to making that decision, they have to have, like, a hard stop around it. Okay, so what would you say, or what would be your words of advice to somebody like me or any, any young sort of woman who's thinking about deciding whether to have a baby, uh, what would your biggest pearl of knowledge or biggest piece of advice be? 
just make sure, be prepared to give everything up temporarily. Okay. Everything gets put on hold. For the baby? Temporarily. Okay. Yeah. So, career, social life, alcohol. <laughs> I love that this is really important to us. It alcohol. really is. I miss it so much. It's not long now, girls. Not long I, now. I think I underestimated how... Um, how much I had to not let my get myself be first. I really struggled with that. You just suddenly you go from being in a career with loads of people every day and freedom and, and then suddenly you're just at home on your own with a baby. It's really hard. Some people take to it like a, like a fish to water. I, I obviously didn't, so I felt like that was, the, for me, that would be my biggest warning. <laughs> but I think, it's, it's, I think it's really important to note because I think... We always hear about those women who sort of love being at home with their kids, love not having to go to work anymore, and it's nice to hear the other side. I like not going to work. I definitely like not going to work. I liked it that I... Because essentially, when you're a stay-at-home mum, you are your own boss. Well, sometimes you're being dictated to by a child, and it's frustrating. You can decide, well, I don't want to go there, so I'm not going to go there. Like, you're not, ha- not having to be somewhere at certain hours of the day and being told what to do and sit in boring meetings and stuff. So I don't miss that side of it. But I do miss, like, you know, the banter and talk about other stuff. Yeah, the social interaction. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good piece of advice. Like, be, it's almost like be prepared for the change in sort of your social circumstances. and. But it is only temporary. That's the yeah. thing. Like, I had to keep reminding myself, although when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to think that. But it's just temporary. Although sometimes it feels like a lifetime. But a child is not just for Christmas. It's for... Yeah. Everyone. But they're not... Obviously, as they get older, they get less and less needy. Yeah, true. Which is so good. It's not, it's not the absolute, you're not having them a bottom of it. It's not the absolute end of the world. <laughs> like, your whole thing's going to change forever. But, yeah, temporarily, you've got to give up a lot. So, just to wrap up with you then, I've got a few uh, rapid-fire <clears throat> questions. Okay. So, if you could pick the sex of your child, what would you pick, boy or girl? Girl. Would you rather go back to work within six weeks or stay at home for six years? Stay at home for six years. Really? Yeah. That surprises me. Okay. Yeah. Um, in three words, how would you describe pregnancy? Like, what, what's it been like for you? In three words. Um, shite. <laughs> um... Tiring, but also magical. Nice. No, notice it came at the end of the list. Better throw a positive one As long as the magic fucking happens, do you know what I mean? Um, and then lastly, in one word, how would you sum up being a mum? In one word? Yeah. So what is your mum become, sir? Uh, Christ. Difficult in one word. Go on. Life changing, even though it's a hyphen. Thanks for listening, guys. I look forward to being in your ears again in the next fortnight. Bye. Bye.